presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Welcome everyone to the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is it. I'm Scotty Villa. It's Paralegal Mike. Mike, it's the biggest show of the year for us. The funnest show of the year for us. Yeah, buddy. It's going to be a blasty blast. I've been promoting it on uh, our socials for the last couple weeks. We've been working real hard on this. This is the year-end show where we're picking all the best uh, winners from each category. We've got nine categories coming up. And yeah, it's going to be fantastic. A lot of fun. I don't know about you, brother, but when I finally locked in and sat down, I'm like, all right, I got to do my research, figure out what we're doing. We, we, we figured out our categories, but I locked in. I did research. I was going back through every pay-per-view. I was going over lists of best and worst matches, anything I could find to, to really hone in to make this show super credible and super fun. I mean, it was a lot. There was some categories that were really hard to narrow yes. down to a runner-up and a winner. That's why nobody pays us the big bucks, Mike. That's what we, we do for the love of the game. So, <laughs> Please pay us the big bucks. That's right. Um, it's going to be a fun show. We're going to get into it in a sec. I do uh, want to say this. And we, myself, Paralegal Mike, the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast, need to give a massive shout-out to probably one of our biggest supporters, if not the biggest supporter, Evan at Caravan Curio and Collectibles here in Regina, the guy's been sharing our podcast every time we post it. He's been sharing it on uh, Caravan's page. It's a fantastic store in downtown Regina. Just go to Google Caravan with a K. They've got a lot of awesome stuff in there. I buy a lot of wrestling stuff in there. He's got wrestling figs. He's got old rubber wrestlers, the new Mattels, wrestling socks, uh, T-shirts, knickknacks, Funkos, anything you want, you name it. He's got it. He, and he's getting more stuff in each and every month. It, it's fantastic with how much stuff he's uh, getting in each week. But that's not it. It's a full-on fun store. If you like horror movies, suspense movies, pop culture, 
music, uh, anything spooky. He's got Transformers, Ghostbusters. This dude's got it all. Again, that's Caravan Curio and Collectibles, downtown Regina, Saskatchewan. I believe it is uh, 1640 Albert Street. Hit it up. I'm there easily once a month. Me and Evan sit there and BS about wrestling. We talk about the store. A lot of AEW because I've been to shows. We're all going to a show in Winnipeg. Here hey, 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 brother! Taking the taking the podcast on the road. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great. But everyone, uh, go check it out. Hit up his uh, Facebook page, his Instagram. He's posting his stuff on there all the time. So if you're a pro wrestling fan, a fan of pop culture, a fan of spooky, scary, awesome stuff, Caravan Curio and Collectibles here in downtown Regina, Mike. Let's get to it. Hey now. It's it I've been looking forward to this and we kind of talked about this even when we started doing the podcast a while ago. Like the year end show is always going to be the most fun because yeah. listener, you don't know this, but Mike and I haven't talked about our winners who we're selecting for each of these categories. We I, we kind of assume on a few ca- categories we're probably going to be in the same boat, but we haven't talked about our winners, we haven't talked about our runner up. You know, anything that's even not going to get mentioned, we're, we're going to do that later on. Which but, for avid uh, listeners, you got to know, we talk about everything at length, even off the podcast. Yeah, our 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 conversations off air probably should be our conversations off air sometimes because we do we <laughs> go along and we break everything down uh, quite often. So you're not wrong, bud. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into it, pal. So we're gonna start off with a bang. First category for the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Awards? What do we want to call this, dude? Like, year-end awards? Year-end yeah. picks? Yeah. Let's get into it. Feud of the year. And there's Ooh. been a lot of uh, really, really, really good feuds. Some great feuds. But only one can be feud of the year. So the way we're going to do this is obviously we're going to pick our winner. But we're also going to mention an honorable mention. A runner-up, if you will. Uh Mike, do you want to go first on this one? And are you going to start with your honorable mention or are you going to start with your winner? All right. So I'm going to write with FTR and then boys, the Briscoes is my runner up for a feud oh, of the ooh. year. Hey, wow. You left me in suspense there. I was like, is this the winner? Wow. Okay. No, that's the runner up. Why, why, uh, why them for the runner up? Um, I guess two tag teams that are, I mean, for FTR in a hell of a year already. To get matched up with uh, arguably Ring of Honor's biggest tag team ever, Indie Darlings, the Briscoes. Because let's face it, Scott, they're not going to break out anywhere, just anywhere. No, <laughs> no. But the work they did to promote them meeting up was incredible. We've never laughed harder at promos cut by anyone. I think the Briscoes are unintentionally the funniest people in the wrestling game. <laughs> let's be honest here, dude. Am I sending you? Uh, uh, Twitter videos of anybody else but them boys. Yeah, you know? and see, and and that was a big part of it. But then it just so happened that when these guys finally match up, they put on incredible wrestling matches. Yeah, man. Which they finally ended in um, the last Ring of Honor's pay per view, where them boys uh, got got the titles tag and, team dog collar match. Yeah, which ooh, violent, so violent. It, it, it's just an incredible program and it's nice when tag team wrestling like I know you're not a trios tag team guy nope. but when proper tag team wrestling is done right I think the payoff is awesome but yeah that's that's my runner up did you wow. do you want to tell me your runner up 
before we get into the winners. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, if uh, you're just tuning in, this is the Cody Rhodes Appreciation Night. I mean, the year end awards for the In My House Progressive <laughs> podcast. I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> Uh, so my runner up for feud of the year is Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a, great, it's a great pick. It, it, it was a tough one. It was very, very close for me, actually. Um, obviously our, my winner, I think is head and shoulders above everything this year. Uh, yeah. but I've really enjoyed their matches. The only thing that a, a big thumbs down that didn't get it closer to my winner was the fact that Cody won all three matches. And to me, I just I thought Seth should have had uh, a big win in there against Cody in a one-on-one match. Uh, but still, I I love the return. I love their match at WrestleMania Backlash, and obviously we all saw the match at Hell in a Cell with the torn pec and the massive bruising and internal bleeding that was going on there, which was just you know a match of intestinal fortitude. Uh, it, it 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 serves everything great, um, and I just thought for the three months that it was. It had me hooked. It had me watching Monday Night Raw every Monday night to see what's the next step with Cody and what's Seth going to do to screw it up. So that's my runner-up. I, I like I like your runner-up pick just because of like I it could have had a little bit more building. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think the promos were as strong as what our our winner is going to be. Yeah. yeah. Which here we go. My feud of the year winner is CM Punk and MJF. Hell of a the winner. greatest the the greatest wrestling program of the year. Hell of a winner, Mike. I might as well just jump in. That's my feud of the year as well. MJF versus CM Punk. The promos were fantastic. the The matches were great, great storytelling, great matches. Blow off match was a dog collar match that uh, you know it could easily well end up in our match of the year as well category. Um, it, it yeah, you're right. There's no way around it. Everything about it was professional wrestling storytelling and then great payoffs and matches. So nothing even comes close to to my feud of the year. Yeah, I'm with MJ you. And it's Buck. it's the most traditional wrestling program we've probably seen in a long time. Yeah, really, really was where you got the emotional investment with the promos, even the emotional emotional investment in the matches, and you got the the trilogy. You've got those three matches that ended in a, the way a blood feud should with some sort of stipulation that the bad guy doesn't want to do, that the good guy called for, and you've got a great match back and forth. So feud of the year, hands down, for myself, was CM Punk and MJF. And I agree. See? This is how it starts. I think yep. we're going to be aligned on a lot of things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to switch gears a little bit. Let's get right into the next one. Paralegal Mike, I'm going tag team of the year. Yep. I think it's okay. a big category. I think it's um when I was making my list of all right, let me let me write down how I did mine was let me write down the tag teams that I remember watching, remember matches of theirs, remember promos of theirs, and remember me caring about what they're doing in the ring. Yeah. And I only wrote down five tag teams. Oh wow. I, yeah. My my two were ironed out immediately. Yeah, I, I, I had a hard, to get to five. I had uh, an easy time with my winner, but my my honorable mention, my runner up. It'll make sense, yeah. obviously, when you hear it. But I had a s- close second where this tag team, uh, just they were there. I cared about every match they were in. I cared about the the storylines they were in, but I can't even give them honorable mention because they just didn't make the top top two. 
Um, so if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead with my honorable mention. Please, please, by all means. For me, I'm going to go FTR. FTR oh, is my runner-up. Oh, I, <laughs> oh, I was not expecting that. My honorable mention is FTR. And I, okay, okay. I know they had, that shook me to my core, actually. I know they had a great year. They carried multiple championships. I'm talking New Japan Pro Wrestling's IWGP Tag Team Championships, AAA's Tag Team Championships, and Ring of Honor tra- Tag Team Championships. All great. They had fantastic matches with literally every tag team they were in. But some of the downside, like the, oh man, I hate to say negatives, but you know, with every positive, there's a negative. They didn't hold their AEW tag team championships and they're an AEW contracted team. So I thought that was, I I thought that was. I think that's like a misstep on your picking, but now I I for sure know you're number one now. (laughs) So (laughs) I, I, I thought that was a bit of a, man, like they're doing all these great things, but they can't do it in their own company. That was a bit of a bummer for me too. And I, I, I hate the fact that I'm putting them this against them, but this is just the way it is in my head. Ring of honor is not a company. They're just a name and some belts. So having the ring of honor tag team championships is no, in my opinion, is no different than me having a replica tag team championship in my closet right now. <laughs> That's <laughs> what a hot take. <laughs> I'm sorry, they don't have a show. They don't run shows. They run a pay-per-view every few months. So they're running shows. AEW light pay-per-views, which is fine. I have no problem with it. I know that allegedly a TV deal is coming sometime in the next year. I'm hoping it's in Canada so I can watch it every week. Because as of right now, the people that you would assume are they're going to be the roster look pretty great. But it was such a weird time year for the FTR for me as a fan because I'd see him on TV. I'd get super heated up with them and then they're gone. I don't see him for a couple months on AEW television. You heat them up and then you cool them off, heat them up and then cool them off. And it just, that's why they didn't get my tag team of the year, but they are my honorable mention. They're number two. So it's a great place to be. It's like being eight out of 10. It's fantastic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And with my runner up, I picked the Usos. Wow. <laughs> That's right. Wow, Mike. Turns out the bloodline's really awesome, and I'm, I'm backing that program. But um, obviously, that title reign speaks for itself. They have always been an incredible tag team. I think the things they still lack, um, I think they put on the same matches a lot of the time. But that kind of comes down to where you work. The Fed does that. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to work the style of AEW, which I I mean, some guys I just like more because of the style they're allowed to work. But the Usos have never been better in the role they're in. It's amazing what they've done and how how long this reign's been. And it'll be exciting to see how long it goes. But the Usos are my my number two. I can't argue anything you just said there. It's a fantastic number two. uh, I mean, when you're being carried by Sami Zayn when you're in the ring for promos. It's gonna mm-hmm. say <laughs> you're not doing that work, and you're you're right. Like I hear your your argument with FTR, but I think they they always put themselves over, and they're yeah, in yeah. way better matches all the mm-hmm. time. You know what? You're you're not wrong with your opinion there, which leads me into mine my, my tag team of the year. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm going the Usos from the I knew it. World Wrestling I... Entertainment. Um, I here's the thing that gets me with the Usos and all of this is very, very positive because they're my number one, number one pick for tag team of the year. The storyline works. I'm invested every time I see Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso 
in that ring or backstage kind of promo. Yes, Sami Zayn's there, and he's a lot of the levity, a lot of the comedy, a lot of the reasons why. He's the promo. Let's get real. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad at your pick for number one. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can see why you would choose the Usos. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. But the tension between Sammy and one half of the Usos, Jay Uso, was a great storyline. Especially the fact that Jimmy was like, man, I, I don't see what your problem is with them, but you need to just give them a chance. They let that storyline go for as long as they needed to, which was a lot longer than uh, most stuff does in WWE. And it worked every single week. And now that Sammy is officially part of the bloodline and they're teasing him to be Sammy Uso, storyline-wise, for me as a viewer, I'm tuning into SmackDown Live each week to see specifically what that storyline is doing. And they're included in it. Yeah, a lot of it's Roman, a lot of it's Sammy, but the Usos are in there as well. Plus, they're holding tag team titles on both Raw and SmackDown. They defended them this past week. Or they, they they fought this past week on Raw. I think we're getting a big big push for the Usos defending that title. The title's a lot more going into Mania season. But at the same time, they've also just they've almost had the Roman schedule where if they're on TV, it's important, and they're putting on a hell of a match. And if they're not, they're around because Sammy's around doing something, or it's just great backstage vignettes. And this has been going on, I will say, along with Roman. For over a year. Yep. And they're still putting out great, great matches. The fact that they've adopted the 3D as their finisher is a great change for that team. It's a hell of a finisher. And I love seeing it on TV. And again, no one's kicking out of it. It's fantastic. So they're using that finisher the way it should be used as a true finisher. That's why the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, are Scotty Villa's Tag Team of the Year. And Paralegal Mike's is... FTR. (laughs) (laughs) So we were, we were a little aligned on this one, but for everything that like, again, ring of honor is a promotion. (laughs) So you could, you could take what Scotty Villa said with great assault. It's promotion. They, they have pay-per-views. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they do have, I mean, it's not just a name and belts. Which could (laughs) have, Could have had some people on there. Just, I don't know, not a big Matt Cardona guy or (laughs) Nick Gage. No offense to either of them, but they just don't do it for me. But FTR, I think, is quality of in-ring work. There's no better tag team, which kills me because, I'm a you know, I'm a big Young Bucks fan. Yeah. But I think this year they were only helping complement how good FTR were. So when the Bucks and FTR went, it was special, and it was on TV, and it was just everything I wanted, but with the Briscoes, every every matchup these guys are in is just incredible to watch. It's just the best in-ring tag team wrestling, and that's why I had to give it to FTR. I can't argue any of that. The only thing that sticks out in my mind is the fact that you're so right, but yet they still can't get any real traction storyline-wise going in AEW. It's yeah. everywhere else. In, in their promotion, yeah. I, I, good point. That, that's what hurts me, and I know that's not technically on FTR, but it hurts the FTR brand, just yep. a touch, in my opinion. Those are great picks. For Those are the picks. Us, so. Yeah, like, um, I mean, we, we, we picked the same things as flip-flopped. Yeah, exactly. I was uh, shocked for you that I even gave the Usos some love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't see I, that coming, did you? No, I really didn't. Really didn't. Um, this one I'm very curious about. Very curious about, because me and you have talked about this one very, very little. Very little. And this category is best moment of the year. 
And the way Scotty Villa booked this in his head, it was literally anything. Was it uh, an emotional moment in the ring? Uh, a, a, a decision that was made by a creative uh, or the way an angle ended? Basically anything that was just like, this is such a feel good. This is exactly what I want. This is the way it should be. This is pro wrestling. Just what's your best wrestling moment of the year? See, and, I, I looked. I looked at this uh, very crazily. Yeah, it's not necessarily like a move or a spot or a promo. It's just everything around the world of wrestling is how I looked at this. Well, I'm going through my list here, and I have over ten quote unquote wow. moments of the year that go all over the place, and it's really, really, really hard to narrow it down to a winner and a runner up. Well, you had to. You had to. I did. You better not. Uh, I'm not going to listen to your 10 moments of the year. We were told to pick <laughs> two. Uh, oh, man. It, it's so tough. I'm looking at my list again, and I'm all of a sudden rethinking. Um, Too late. I'm going to go off of pure emotion on this one. Okay. And my runner-up uh, doesn't mean it's better than anything else. It's just how I felt in that moment. And it's a pretty recent one. So my runner-up is the return of the elite. At full gear, that entrance wow. they came out that reaction. <laughs> wow! I thought, dude, we were on our feet. I, you I, and I were on our feet. Listen, it's it's a great moment, but I th- I think you're gonna be blown away by my moments now. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, but I, but I agree. I, I I think yeah. I mean the song choice, and then to come out and just have you know an incredible wrestling match after being so, away for how long so were they gone? Holy. Yeah, man, like if you it, the way I kind of in my head, I was like, man, we had Omega gone for like nine months. We get him back for literally like two weeks and then he's suspended for another 60 to 90 days. And then they're finally back and everyone's pumped about it. And the reaction, the song, everything about it was awesome. And it, it like obviously it stuck with me. It's literally one of the most, if not the most fun moment of watching wrestling with you this year. That's that's my uh, honorable mention, my runner-up for moment of the year. My Perfect. winner. Do you want to do you want to do your? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my runner-up because it kind of plays into okay why your runner-up is so special. My runner-up for best moment of the year was the AEW All Out Media Scrum. Wow, <laughs> wow. Uh, yes. The second most talked about wrestling story of the year. Um, obviously it, uh, led to the outing of CM Punk. Is he with mm-hmm. the company? Is he not? Who knows? We don't, I still think it's a work, <laughs> yeah. but, um, no elite on television for, like you said, that amount of time. Um, it's unreal that the head of your company just sits beside someone who does that. It's the most meme worthy press conference I've ever seen. And it, I think got everyone's attention, even if you didn't watch wrestling if this is a work it's the most well-crafted work in a very long time absolutely nothing even come close in like the last 20 years for letting everyone know that uh, you got worked this is i mean there's talks people getting bitten they're grown men (laughs) (laughs) biting each other like the more that came out about it like someone's dog got hit like (laughs) (laughs) it's just insane but i mean we were on that forever i mean people who listen to the pod as well Mm -hmm. definitely know that we we cover this constantly but i I think it's i think it's arguably up there as 
it's my second um, moment of the year. Wow, that's uh, I'm very curious about your your winner then. Oh, um, you you definitely know my winner. This is one I'm confident you know. Uh, well, as soon as you said that, I was looking at my list. I'm like, oh, it's that, and that makes sense to me. I went a different route a little bit. I went sentimental. I okay. went uh, emotional. You usually uh, do. So, so my. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so my moment of the year was the finals of the Owen Hart Cup. That how I just think the fact that the name Owen Hart is back in pro wrestling. It's in AEW. They have a tournament in the men's and the women's side to uh, crown you know Owen Hart Cup winners, and it means I believe you get uh, a, a title match in the future. I would have liked him to build off of that more, but injuries with Adam Cole and Britt Baker kind of stopped that not too long after. But, dude, for me, just seeing Martha Hart out there being embraced by wrestling, which we always had been, uh, but now the, the fact that she's back in it and allowing this to happen, and it's, it went so well, I'm hoping it happens again here starting up in, uh, I believe, WrestleMania season is where they start up their, their uh, tournament brackets and whatnot. For me, it's just... How long has it been since Owen's passed? Like 20 something. Oh, yep. So to have that back, to have Owen Hart's name back, to have the blessing from the family, Brett's good with it and everything, and a celebration of Owen again to me. I I I, I know there's other things that are out there that are just as big and in different categories and whatnot. Oh, that's that blew me away. That pick. But I just think that's <laughs> so cool and it it hits so well and it just feels good. I, I loved it. I love the tournament. I kind of, we all kind of knew who's going to win the tournaments, but the fact that they made it important, that they said that they were going to do this annually and that they can build off of this, I think it's great. Owen Hart being back in pro wrestling, the name Owen Hart being celebrated again with the full support of his wife and, and kids is to me a pretty much a no brainer. Wow. Huh. Well, <laughs> I, well, paralegal I mean, Mike. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's the reason why I go by paralegal Mike. Yep. The best moment of the year is Vince McMahon stepping down as CEO and head of creative of WWE. I, I had that earmarked. It was a it was a battle back and forth for me. On it that was one. a game changing day. You even said you're like, if he's calling it something big. Yeah. <laughs> like when I yeah. when I it called you, you're like, what? Yep, just, <laughs> it just broke, and a new era begins. I never thought we'd see it until he died. Same with me. Like we, That's what we we talked I, about it forever, dude. I still remember when you called me. I I was blown away that you were breaking this news to me. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But obviously, when allegations are made, <laughs> the only thing you could do is step down from your position in this day and age. Dirty old white men just have to step aside. Richest paralegal I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that joke or meme running around that Vince paid more for his paralegals than he did for WCW? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Mike, you're, you're you're not wrong. Vince stepping down in reality in the wrestling world is news of the century. Look what the guy took the company from to what it is now. Look at the guy that's dominated the whole world of professional wrestling for 30 years. Had no plans on retiring, gets into some legal, you know, uh, HR issues and has to step aside when 
it's a family business. Yeah, it's publicly traded, but it's still a family business. And he had to step aside, which, dude, I don't think any of us expect that even in our lifetimes. We really didn't. Nope. It's the man. You would have to bury him to give up power. It is. It was the best thing that could have happened. You know, it's a a shitty situation due to the allegations and everything. But I think where the company is going now, I think there's a really good direction for creative. And I think it's actually grabbing more people. I think they embrace a different side than Vince was was grabbing. Like they see the importance of a, a Logan Paul. Yeah. Like I think that was in his ear a little bit. Like they're like, hey, like this this kid has an audience. We should probably grab onto this. Yeah. But to now headline shows. Yeah, I I I can't even compare it to anything because as you're talking, I'm like, it's probably the biggest, most positive news in WWE since when? And I couldn't think of since when. When's the most positive like WWE news? Because it breathed life into WWE viewership. Like that SummerSlam right after was great. Clash at the Castle might even come up later in our potential pay per view of the year. It, it may. And the amount of returns that have come back, just the viewership has been up and down for Raw. It's been up for SmackDown. It's SmackDown's a number one wrestling show on television. It's doing great job and great numbers. And the booking has been so much better. And we're seeing wrestlers come back. We're seeing references to other wrestling companies for the sake of this just makes sense to uh, us for, for us to mention it. And all that They're is able to say wrestling. Yeah. It's it's wild. And to really I mean, you could probably we could book like a week's worth of podcast shows just talking about everything Vince has done for the company, everything that Vince could have done, but dropped the ball on all of his uh, fumbles, all of his great scores, everything. And we still wouldn't cover everything for Vince McMahon. But the fact that he's stepped down now uh, as the CEO, the booker of WWE is unreal. It's, and yeah, it dominates the headline. It's, it's the best moment of the year. <laughs> <laughs> you went factual. I went spiritual. Okay, Mike. Yes. All right. <laughs> Emo's not a trend, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, let's check your just... eyeliner, Scotty. Check your <laughs> eyeliner. You must call me night pain. Um, <laughs> Well, let's do what the internet does. Let's do something positive and then immediately do something just as negative. We're going to go with biggest disappointment of the year. Mm, Perfect. Paralegal Mike, what's your runner up for biggest disappointment of the year? My biggest disappointment of the year is AEW Rampage. Wow. Great call. (laughs) I am so blown away that you have two network shows and no one gives a shit about Rampage. Nobody. Nobody. It had such the hot start, Return of CM Punk. Ever since then, this actually feels like you're watching Dark or Elevation. It's the same players who show up on a rampage. Seems like there's no stakes. Sure, it's a taped show. I don't think it helps anyone move anything forward. You're still waiting for Dynamite for for bigger reveals or or storyline pushes. It It's a show that needs a desperate help, and its ratings significantly lower and lower each week. You have star power. I highly suggest you start putting them on Rampage. John Moxley is probably the biggest star that appears on Rampage regularly. Sure. But for me as a viewer, I know how it's going to go. You're going to have a bit of a brawl. Moxley's going to bleed. 
Moxley's not going to lose. And I'll see highlights on Twitter later or they'll reference it on Dynamite the next week. Your same Jade Cargill, Britt Baker style match. I was going to say Jade Cargill runs Rampage. Yeah, you're going to get Orange Cassidy defending the All-Atlantic Championship against QT Marshall. Goddamn QT Marshall. You're right. That's It's QT Marshall's show. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to get a guy like Wardlow or Powerhouse Hobbs or Brian Cage beating up a jobber. Yeah. And Hook, you, Hook you're can get work on Rampage. What's that? Hook can get work on Rampage. Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, but honestly, the last few times Hook was on Rampage, it was, we're going to hear from Hook tonight. And then it's just him staring at the camera and walking away. You know, so... It, it's the Saturday morning superstars to Monday Night Raw. It's there. They do stuff. It It's not going to do a whole lot. And that's a huge shame for, like you said, a company that has another hour on on primetime television, and it just falls to the wayside. Um, There's just no stakes in that show. Like it, it, SmackDown, you want to watch because of the yep. star power they put on it and the things they do with storylines and they keep moving it forward. I just feel like none of that happens on Rampage. It's actually useless. I don't even seek out the clips for it anymore because mm-hmm. I know I didn't miss anything from it. Yep, you're not wrong. And if and if you did, I'll send them to you. And how often does that happen with Rampage? Almost, almost. almost never. Exactly. Exactly. Good call, though, dude. Biggest disappointment, AW Rampage. That's a great call. I didn't even think that way. Well done. Yep. Yeah, and yourself? My runner-up for biggest disappointment of the year, both the 2022 Royal Rumble matches. Oh, that's a good one. These two Royal Rumble matches were bad. Bad. And I... I, I, (laughs) They were bad. And maybe this plays into it, but doesn't matter. It's out there. Those stories are out there. Uh, The stories about the debacle, about who booked the matches... How they got booked, the 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 drama behind the scenes about uh, when certain guys are going in, doing whatever. It made for bad Royal Rumble matches. And can't fault the wrestlers for going out there and trying to do their best. It just didn't work. Neither one of them worked. There was a ton of heat on the company after both for booking a really bad Royal Rumble. And when's the last time you ever heard that? Ever. Outside of the year Roman Reigns won in Philly which was just a super predictable Royal Rumble match. The rest yep. of the card was fine. But when did you ever hear, man, that was a bad Royal Rumble match or Royal Rumble pay-per-view? I don't think it's ever happened, Mike. Yeah, I don't think so either. It's the most it, exciting show, too. It is. And, yeah, I just remember feeling like, wow, I feel like I just watched a shitty Monday Night Raw. And I never want to feel that way when I'm watching one of the three major shows, Rumble, Mania, or SummerSlam. I just never want to feel that way. So, yeah, a huge, huge disappointment for me. Not happy about it at all. Uh, yeah. When I was going back and doing my research, and I, I guess I'd forgotten about that pain. But, man, when I was reading back, I'm like, oh, yeah, the Royal Rumble. Oh, God damn, what an awful show that was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, terrible. God. I have that terrible taste in my mouth again oh. of the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Fuck it, it it was so bad. Vince fired his own son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he fired Shane. Said you're not needed here anymore. You did a bad job, son. Go away. That's how bad the men's Royal Rumble was. So they get my runner up for biggest disappointment of the year. Oh, I guess it's time for my my real 
biggest disappointment of the year. Ooh, I'm very excited about this. We've discussed <sighs> nothing about disappointment of the year, not even potentials. Go ahead. And there is a lot that could be disappointing, but I yep. said I think the biggest fumble disappointment was um, Hangman Adam Page's title reign. Oh, man. Poor Hangman. It, which which I say, too, it, um, it ended a great long-term story between Kenny Omega and... Uh, and Hangman to get the strap, and the momentum was so high with Danielson in their instant classics. Yeah, but everything fell apart after that. It did. It was such just generic booking. Yeah, I just don't think he excelled on the mic or cared about the programs he was in. After Danielson, I think even the work wasn't the best I've seen. And it sucks because I think he, like athletically, like as a wrestler, was filling Kenny's shoes. He's the guy who can do that stuff and work that style. And they just, I think Tony really, really dropped the ball on the booking of of Hangman's reign. Let, Let me ask you this about this. I'm not disagreeing with you. I love Hangman. I thought, I think he was uh, very much of like, in in my opinion, I think he could be a very Bret Hart style style wrestler where he's a great wrestler, not great on the mic, but he makes you care about what he does. Do you think that he almost got handcuffed because the buildup to him winning is is always the chase is always more fun than the retaining, right? Um, do you think he just became a victim of this generation's wrestling fan where give us what we want? Oh, you did that? Okay, cool. Now we got to find the next underdog to be the next guy. Do you think he fell victim to that at all? Or is just, can you counteract that with great booking? I think you can counteract that with great booking. I think you also had the the shadow of CM Punk over you. Yeah, that's tough. Good call. <laughs> it's, and, I, and I think they put way more stock into the big name guy who's going to draw money instead of a day one talent, which I think yeah. is uh, obviously... Everyone pokes fun at AEW for that. Mm-hmm. Bring in ex-WWE guys. They're going to be the reason you make money. Uh, nope. They didn't have any of those. Jericho was the guy you had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's still very much so involved. He is almost in every major show. He's on, on TV a ton still. But I think it was a shadow of Punk. And I think they, the way they pushed Punk, Tony knew that Hangman wasn't the guy who needed to hold their title for their company, which I think is uh, completely wrong. I think Punk could have went a while without having that title. I think they pulled the trigger at the right time for Punk. I think with Punk's age, and we saw his wrestling ability at this age, oh. uh, it. I think you need to pull that trigger. If you were going to put the title on him, you kind of had to rush it a little bit and put it on him now to grab those, you know, those big houses, those venues, get those tickets sold, and then he could eventually put over somebody else. But uh, we didn't really see that happen. But yeah, it is sad for me to see because I'm big fan of the cowboy shit. So I also think he got a little bit handcuffed as well, because I think if he wasn't with the Dark Order, which let's be honest, when, <laughs> when Brody passed, the Dark Order just was, you know, side side dish to everything else. Yep. It's uh, it, it was fun when he first started to be like, all right, they're just following me around. I'm going to be there. Want me to be the leader, but I'm just doing my thing. That was fun for a couple weeks. There's never been a payoff. There's never really been a, a finish to that story. I think they're still somewhat teasing it now that Hangman's back from injury again. I just, I don't care about it. The Dark Order is not what it used to be, what it could have been. So I think that, that adds to that as well. Good call. 
and yourself. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the AEW train here. Yeah, that's it. Covid <laughs> trend. This is not their fault. My biggest disappointment of the year is Jeff Hardy in AEW. Oh, that's a good now, pick. <laughs> it's also a super sad pick. <laughs> it, it is, but it starts off by bad booking, in my opinion. Yes, you get the Hardy Boys debuting, Jeff Hardy coming out. You got the music. You got everything. Everything we wanted in the return of the Hardy Boys. First fumble for me is they, they booked the dream match, Hardys versus the Young Bucks. They booked it maybe two weeks out of double or nothing. There was no real buildup. It was just, Hey, greatest tag team of all time versus greatest tag team of all time. We should do that. That was a bummer for me. And then we got a fine match, but for whatever reason, it wasn't the five star that we'd all hope for. Right. Maybe need to add some more gimmicks in there to make it that much more exciting. And then the downfall comes, Mike. Jeff Hardy gets in trouble once again with alcohol. <laughs> oh no, Jeffrey again, again after another entry. <clears throat> it's like, oh, this is a second chance of my life, and uh, I'm everything I can not to make the same mistakes again. And, uh, <laughs> like, just don't let that guy have those interviews, right? Like, just stop. stop. That. Yeah, you've been doing it from like since like 2009. Stop. He's an addict. He's going to unfortunately make mistakes. I just wish he would stop doing them behind the wheel of a car. Like yeah, if you're going to relapse, just do it in your bedroom. You're fine. But <laughs> you're fine. Yeah. You're clearly not fine. Well, that, I know you're not the issue fine, here. We, we take this. Need, we joke, get, but like it's a car. serious thing. It is. It is very serious. I, I'm. We've had no updates on Jeff since he's been uh, his last arrest, since he's had his relapse, uh, which is great. I love the fact that I don't know that, oh, he could be coming back, this, this, and that. I just want the guy to get as healthy as he can, clear-headed as he can. And if he gets the chance to come back, he doesn't blow it again. I'll be honest. I I, I don't have trust in Jeff Hardy when he says, I'm going to do, I'm, I'm, you know, this is my new life and this, this, and that. Not saying he can't do it. I want him to prove me wrong in every single way. But I don't need to see the sit-down with Jim Ross. I don't need to see the sit-down with Tony Schiavone. If you're going to come back and wrestle, come back and wrestle. Put on great matches as best as you can and do it. But for this year, 2022, my biggest disappointment of the year is Jeff Hardy and AEW. There was so much hype around it, Mike. There really, really was. Especially because of the fact that Jeff got released from WWE because they thought he was on something. They let him go. Piss test came back completely clean. He just, for some reason, hopped the rail and said, fuck it. But also good for him because it does make you look like crazy. It's a good way to get out of your contract. Yeah. Maybe that's what Manny Rose did. Who knows? Um, oh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the short butthole a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it sucks. It's it, That's gone down since the, the summertime. There's been no update on Jeff, no talk of Jeff on TV which I think is great if and when he does come back, just have him come back, blow the roof off the joint. Hopefully there's no spoilers or anything like that. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping for uh, much better news and and performances from Jeff in the future. But unfortunately for 2022, Jeff Hardy and AEW is my place for the Great job, AEW. Really, uh, <laughs> really nailed it there. Really nailed it. 
I, I said one of their TV programs is a disappointment. <laughs> so, yep. Well, moving things on. Might, things might pick up here for that company, Mike. We're going to go with one of our uh, one of our bangers here. Paralegal Mike, Scotty Via, in my house, pro wrestling podcast, year and awards. We're going pay per view of the year. Okay. All right. Really, we're we're in the thick of it now, aren't we? This is a big one. I think this is if this I think this could be our SummerSlam. It's one of the big three. So Yeah, this would this could be the SummerSlam. All Mike, right. There, I'm excited for your runner up. There's more than one honorable mention here. I will say that. But but that's not how we're doing it. You're not you're not gonna say them either. You can tell me later. I'll, I'll tell you I, later. I also know. I'm with you. <laughs> this this is a tough one to pick for. It so is what is your runner up? pay-per-view of the year oh man it's AEW. yeah and i went back and forth on two of their pay-per-views quite a bit okay maybe even three but two of them but i went with aw full gear oh, okay i went with <clears throat> watching a, that show with you great show yep again like i'd mentioned before when it came to uh, a certain match from that show Dude, we were having so much fun watching that show. We were on our feet so goddamn much. We were yep. cheering. We were booing. I think, you know, this is terrible to say, maybe. But maybe at twice, we're like, ah, this is a piss break match. Whatever. But Every show has them, I feel. Every show it, does. It, it, it's a roller coaster. Everyone says it. It's a roller coaster. And I just had such a blast. You got the Return of the Elite versus Death Triangle for the Trios Championship, which... The finish shocked everybody, let's be honest. Yep. Death Triangle won, retained the titles, and then not too long after that, you get the announcement, ah, we're making this a best of seven. You're going to see these guys at least three more times. Fucking awesome. Yep. Uh, you got the Fatal 4 away with Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Claudio, and Brian Danielson for their Ring of Honor title, uh, which was almost arguably match of the night, if not the match of the night. Could also agree with that, yep. You got the return of Brit, uh, of Soraya against Britt Baker. Return of Paige to the ring. Match was eh. what it was, but... It, yeah, I love that. Match was what it was. Yeah, not, <laughs> not particularly but, great. Yeah, but you got that match. Uh, you got the return of uh, a wrestler who's had to retire before the age of 30 and who had a, a, a ton of people supporting her. Uh, like, she has a huge following. She's a WWE superstar. Well, she gets the clear to come. Right. She's back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter the match again it was a very fine match but you had so many people cheering for Jamie Hayter over the last few months they had to pull the trigger on that the acclaim versus Swerve in Our Glory Swerve in Our Glory was very close to being my honorable mention for tag team of the year by the way they oh. just had a, a great great year as a tag team but they put on great matches another one at this pay-per-view and then we finally see the, uh, a passing of an AEW torch with John Moxley Versus MJF, MJF finally winning the AEW World Championship uh, in a fashion that, even though we booked it, Mike, I booked it. Even though we booked it, Mike, <laughs> shut <laughs> up, you booked it. Even Out though we, booked it, 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 the fact that they did it and it still was so goddamn awesome, I, I, I struggle to put that up against uh, any other card and have that other card live up to it. AEW Full Gear is my runner-up mention of the of uh, pay per view of the year. Listen, that's. It's a very good pick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really starting to think that we're, we're our number one will probably be the same, but I also picked an AEW pay-per-view for my runner-up. 
I actually picked AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling's Forbidden Door. God, man, I it's was that the other list. one you were? But it's on the list. Okay, it's on my it's, list. It, it's good to know. Um, for the reason uh, it's the experiment that worked. Yeah, I think the big issue was the lack of build towards anything. Mm-hmm. It is maybe the one thing that hurts it from being the best show. But there is some incredible wrestling on this card. Uh, just to quickly throw in there, not to be a negative person, but to nitpick, injuries also hurt that card quite a bit. It did. It did, yeah. But um, it had a really great four-way for the world, or for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Um, I think Moxley and Tanahashi really delivered. Yeah, better than I thought they would. Tanahashi's not the same Tanahashi that he was 10 years ago. The guy can still go. Claudio, Zack Sabre Jr., yeah, that that was supposed to be Zack Sabre Jr. versus Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson deal with the uh, injury yep. at the time, couldn't fight. Great, great replacement. Yeah, um, and I mean, in my opinion, the match of the night, which no one saw coming, uh, William Osprey versus Orange Cassidy. Ooh. Mike, well yep. done. Well done. It, it it it's um a good showcase of talents from both promotions, and I'm happy to hear that there's plans to to do a second one. I think I hope you just fill in the gaps and you you make some story, so both parties benefit. Yeah, because it really seemed like AEW is the one who benefited here. I think so. I think New Japan will get some of their steam back from that with Wrestle Kingdom coming up here in January. Um, but dude, such a good call. The lack of Kenny Omega hurts that card a little bit. And again, that's part of the injuries. But it was, it's fantasy booking. It really is. It's something that I do in the video game all the time where I I build those two shows up, then I have them fight each other for a big pay-per-view. Such a great card. Uh, Yeah, just hoping for another one. And that's a great runner-up, dude. Well done. And now, I'm very excited for your your winner. Your your pay-per-view of the year. What was it? My pay-per-view of the year for 2022. WrestleMania. My, my winner of pay-per-view of the year is also WrestleMania 38. Mike! <laughs> I specifically really? put Saturday, but um, well, I'll count the, the whole show. <laughs> I, I, I was going to ask you, I was going to follow it up with, can I do night, both nights? Because... If I it have is to pick one, WrestleMania one. 38. It, yeah, I, I, I was worried about that too. But WrestleMania 38 is, is the clear winner of pay-per-view of the year. There's if anyone wants to sit and argue with us about that, I'll I'll entertain that conversation all day. Cause this show nailed it. I, I'm nailed gonna, it. I'm I'm gonna lead up to the bangers, to the to the moments, to the big matches. Hey. But to even to just start that off with uh on this list of great matches all WrestleMania long edge versus AJ styles. Great, great match. Women's world championship matches, fine matches, great matches. Uh, they did, they did their job. Raw tag team titles, street profits versus alpha versus RK bro. Fun tag team match. Yep. You know, they, they did their job. They did what they needed to do, man. The Mysterios versus Miz and Logan Paul. Great. I mean, I, I, I didn't give a shit about that match at all going into it and then those Where guys we put wrong. in the work yep they put in the work fantastic usos retained but 
getting into the fun stuff, Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory was great too. There's a few baubles there. Probably Pat McAfee's least great matches of his little career in the ring. Still a great fun match. We had a lot of fun afterwards. But dude, let's get into the bangers here. Obviously, oh. Roman Brock for the world title. Yes. It was yep. a Roman Brock match. At at the time, I was like, oh, I'm sick of it. We still got a great match. Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville? It, it's, it just had no right being that good. No it, right being that good. It, it, it was so fun to watch. And I think the help of like getting Sami really over the beginning yeah. was there at, at, at 38. You had every bell and whistle you could ask for and think of. Uh, obviously, the most trap is there. The giant hand, Wee Man slamming Sami Zayn. Like, and Johnny Knoxville working. He's not I mean, the best, the best he can like that. It's not pretty to watch those guys work, but it had, it, it actually made you laugh. Yeah. It's wrestling comedy that worked a giant mouse trap for the pin. Like it just, <laughs> it's yeah. I put that in that, the, like the highlights of, of WrestleMania 38 for sure. Good, good job. Yeah. The fact that Sammy Zane on the stone cold broken skull session said that that's easily in his top five matches of all time. And we know his history of matches in WWE and before that. So for him to say that is, is exactly why this helps make it pay-per-view of the year. Uh, two of the big ones, Mike, that we're, we're getting into now, obviously oh, yeah. the return of Cody Rhodes to face Seth Rollins. It, we all kind of knew it was coming. There's rumors everywhere, but when, as soon as you hear that wrestling has more than one Royal family, dude, goosebumps. Yep. And just hearing the reaction, seeing the graphics of we're not getting dashing Cody Rhodes or anything like that. We're getting the American nightmare sure. Cody Rhodes. And then they go on and have a great match. Second longest match of WrestleMania. Yeah. A fantastic match. Yeah, I agree. And started a really great series of matches. But let's get right into the biggest moment of mania. The return of Stone Cold Steve Austin to the ring in a brawl with Kevin Owens in an actual match. And then happening on night two where Austin comes out, stuns Austin Theory, stuns Pat McAfee, and of course hits Mr. McMahon with a stunner. Oh, just crumbles. Yeah. Just, just, the man still didn't figure out how to take that move. No, not one bit. Not one bit. He crumbled faster than his bank account after he banged a couple paralegals. Hey. 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 I, I agree with you, too, and I think it's because Austin actually worked. He took a suplex on the outside. Yeah, which I was like, well, you're going to kill him. Don't kill him, Kevin. Like <laughs> easy. <laughs> um, and also, I think it just showed how important of a star Kevin Owens is to WWE to yeah. trust him to go out there and work with with Stone Cold and a great build to that WrestleMania match. Yeah, it was. Now, we're not going to talk about the follow up for Kevin after Mania, but sticking with strictly with WrestleMania. The return of Stone Cold Steve Austin coming out of retirement for, quote unquote, one more match. Cody Rhodes coming back, Brock versus Roman, the, the, the celebrities delivering more than any other celebrities have. It's, it's the best to see. Like when, when they come in, when outsiders come in to do it, if you do it right, you'll win fans over. They, Johnny Knoxville did that. And Logan Paul handedly has done that now. Absolutely. After uh, a few years of some really solid duds for WrestleMania, uh, this one just blew so many, even pre pandemic out of the water. Fantastic. Great. I love this WrestleMania. Pay-per-view of the year. Pay-per-view of the year on the I I, I, I do. Podcast. That one I was I was pretty confident we were both gonna have the same number one for. I I wasn't sure. 
I thought you would have it either as your honorable mention or your pay-per-view of the year. And then I didn't know which night you were going to pick. Uh, I, I was confident number one, but I didn't know you want to go both. But I think WrestleMania is WrestleMania. I agree. So, I, I, I think we we just say it's we, we pick WrestleMania 38. Yeah. All 12 hours of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's get into. This one's pretty easy, in my opinion. Promotion yeah. of the year. Yep. I mean, obviously, we can choose from any of the major promotions. There's a decent handful out there, but let's be honest. It's probably between the two. It should have been easy, but I struggled quite a bit. The first half, for me, was all AEW. Agreed. Second half, it's flip-flopped from August on. I am am with you uh, 100% here. And I I think our picks are going to line up. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. My runner-up is All Elite Wrestling. Yeah. Which it kills it kills me to say, because you're right. What a hot first half of the year. Mm-hmm. Everything seemed to be working in your favor, and then injuries. I think missteps in booking and storylines. Um, obviously, the mess that was the, the all out media scrum. <laughs> um, it just shows that they're still as much as they've been around now for what three, four years, three, four years. I'm mean, I forget where they're at. It was a question for you, but I, it still shows that they're. Definitely not as mature as the Fed. Mm-hmm. And the reason I picked the Fed, the WWE, as my my number one, is how they were able to pivot after Vince McMahon had left and how they they gained back like almost a trust from real diehard wrestling fans, the marks, if you will. Um, they steered the ship in a way that was incredible. Uh, dude, I can't uh, disagree with that at all. I can't agree with it more. Uh, when I looked at it, Pretty much the same way that first half. I definitely had more fun watching AEW Weekly. And I still have yep. a ton of fun watching AEW Weekly. Let's be honest. We all know this. Monday Night Raw is hard to get through. Even now. It's um, a lot. It's just, it's just too much. It, it's too it much. is. It's too much for a TV show. It really is. But you're 100% right. That pivot for WWE when Vince stepped away at the end of July was massive. And going into that SummerSlam, which Vince had pretty much already all booked. Vince or Triple H sprinkled in what he could to set up for that next pay-per-view, which was Clash of the Champ or Clash of the Castle, which Which was excellent. Excellent. Right up there, very, very close with being an honorable mention for pay-per-view of the year. And maybe it's because it's WWE and it's got all that history behind it, and we're finally talking more about it. We're watching it more. Numbers are up. It's been a good pivot. Yeah, a lot of it is because of the the tricks and the bells and whistles of returns, guys coming back that have been released over the last couple of years. Um, it's just some really solid story booking where things are starting to actually make sense and they're starting to like connect the dots a little bit more. It all adds up. But for me, I had to look at the beginning of the year, the WWE, and how great was WrestleMania. And WrestleMania Oof. Backlash was still a, was a really, really good pay-per-view. Hell in a Cell, that the moment with Cody and, and Seth and Hell in a Cell, that match definitely helps that too. For me, AEW stumbled a bit, not necessarily just because of their uh, bad booking. Yes, there was bad booking, especially going into double or nothing. But after that, rushing into Forbidden Door. Injuries and not being able to book that pay-per-view, I think, as best as they probably hoped they could with the time that they had hurt a little bit and that's where the stumble started to come in and then yes the presser at the end of all out 
that changed everything, took all yep. the positive momentum away from AEW. And I still think they're trying to recover from that. The elite being back definitely helps, but I'm still seeing some missteps. I shouldn't even say missteps, just stuff that I'm not fully investing in. I'll, I'll even, I'll throw it to this. The Ricky Starks, MJF stuff. Yeah. Two weeks of great promos and a really, really good television match. But then it ends there. You know, a lot, it, a lot of, a lot of short lived, um, a lot of feuds like that on AW. A lot of heating them up and then they get cooled right off. And that's, that seems to be if you're not a top, 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 top guy or girl in AW, that's just the way it goes if you're a mid Carter. Biggest waste of young talent in a long time. It's tough, but I, I agree with you, Mike. For 2022, my promotion of the year is World Wrestling Entertainment. It had to be. Yeah, I think so. And that takes us right into our next category. It's the Booker of the Year. And I don't know how you want to pronounce my name, uh, whatever works best for you. But we'll put that aside for now. I'll say it now and get it out of the way. Yes, Scotty Villa is Booker of the Year. There's just more WWE to book. I think I'm a more creative booker. <laughs> I think you're a smarter booker. <laughs> but yes, well, you you will be the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast Booker of the Year. But the real it. Booker of the Year. <laughs> I'll accept that. Uh, I'm not gonna my runner-up anyway, because um, I imagine... Ours are going to look very similar too. My runner-up is Tony Khan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Same with me. I, again, obviously not. Sure, you're a wrestling fan your whole life. You weren't in the business, but you're you're learning it. You're trying to get there. I think he does a lot of good, right? I think he has a lot of good people there to kind of help guide him. Is put good people in positions, but still learning at this stage. That's why the winner is obviously. Triple H. <laughs> it, it really with, is. With, I mean, for who you were able to bring back and the way you brought these people back, um, the way you're booking programs for TV, um, buildups for pay-per-views have never been better. You're actually excited to buy them or watch them. It, everything he's done is, like we said earlier, steering the ship. Look at the Bloodline storyline. He easily could have just went in a completely different direction. He's in charge. He could have done whatever he wants. I think he noticed that one, obviously it's working one. He's invested in it. And two, how can I make this better? And I would bet everything that I have that he works very closely with Paul Heyman to be like, these are the steps that we need to take to get to this final step. And I think he's listening that too. He did. He did what Vince doesn't do. Yep. Yeah. Vince dictates what the fans will like. Hunter listens. He does, and it it shows. It shows in the TV product. You had said it. The television has been better. I watch SmackDown Live pretty much every single week. I'll start off Raw. I'll I'll have it on the background while I'm doing stuff. But if it's not grasping me after the first half hour, kids, you can watch whatever you want. I'll jump back in on a commercial break during one of your shows. Whatever happens, happen. I'll follow along on Twitter. Raw's a battle, but they're still doing really, really good stuff with Raw. And... I think they're building up. I mean, right now it's mid to late December here. They're building up to the rumble. There's no pay-per-view after survivor series. We go from November to rumble into the rumble in January. I think they're doing a really good job building up right now to the rumble. Raw's second hour is going to be what it is. It's usually nothing. You like the first hour, you like the last hour. This, this is the way it is. But those first hour and the main events lately have been very, very good. Very entertaining. 
Triple H is doing what he needs to do to keep the fans happy. I think to keep the investors happy as well as his sponsors happy. Yep. Tony Khan stumbles. He does. Look, look at the buildup to double or nothing in, in May and then going right into forbidden door a month later. It was, unfortunately it was all very rushed. Maybe it had to be, we don't really know the circumstances behind what talent we can get over uh, in America in time. We don't know it, but since I don't know it, I had to judge it by what I see. And it was rushed. I, I mentioned it before the rushing into the young bucks, Matt or Hardy boys match. It just was a match for the sake of a match. No story, no build up. And again, that just seems to be the way it is with with Tony's booking. If you're not one of the top guys in the top main stories, you're going to get warmed up, heated up a lot of heat. And then you have your TV match, maybe the pay-per-view match, and then it's on to something else. And I think that's where AEW can hopefully pick it up in the new year and throughout next year. Uh, MJF storyline, I think, will be fantastic. Curious to see where it goes. But you're right. Booker of the year, Triple H, good old Paul Levesque. Yep. All right, bud. Now, get into the main events it's, here. It's, it's tough. It's it's the big, like, the really the big three. So I don't know if we want to do match of the year probably save wrestler of the year for last right i was gonna flip-flop that i think match okay. of the year is a little bit more fun than wrestler of the year then um, let's, let's get through the wrestlers of the year i'm gonna start with the women's wrestler of the year of course <laughs> why would um, why would you start with the male <laughs> main event right yeah exactly <laughs> just saying uh my runner-up for female wrestler of the year is wwe raw women's champion bianca belair She's also, had that is also my runner up. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. I, she's had a hell of a run, a hell of a year being the raw women's champion um, with the return of Bailey and damage control. Uh, initially, I thought that was great. I thought they it ran its course a while ago. I think that storyline is now finally done. But Bianca's fought uh, Becky this year. She's fought Bailey this year. She's been in uh, multi person matches. I've been seeing a lot throughout the year about how great her uh, live event matches are on house shows and stuff and the reaction she's getting there. So the girl's done nothing wrong. She's had a great year. I think the only thing that was lacking is in the Vince era, more push of building up someone to face Bianca to be a real threat that's not Charlotte Flair. And that's just where I think that that struggles and, and... building somebody up to push Bianca to have a great heel versus uh baby face style match for Bianca is really lacking right now. They may be starting to do that with Alexa bliss, but there's because of the supernatural stuff that's in there. It's kind of a hit and miss. Uh, but for me, Bianca's had a hell of a year, really entertaining matches. She's always throwing it out there. I'd like to see the physicality up just a touch more. I'd like to see her in bigger, more uh, personal blood feud style matches a little bit more, but taking nothing away from her. Bianca Belair, easily the best women's wrestler in the WWE right now. And my runner-up of the year. A a great (laughs) runner-up. For all the reasons said, I think Bianca Belair reminds me of um, NXT Bailey, and why they shouldn't have abandoned NXT Bailey. So I, I, I completely agree with you. I think, I think, like talent wise, she's got it. And as a baby face, just completely over with kids. Yeah. The hair gimmick works, man. 
the gimmick say, works. The, the, the music, gimmick works. the music, uh, when she comes out and starts bopping to the ring, watch the crowd. I'd say a good 80% of that crowd, men, women, kids, they're all bopping along with it. She brings so much excitement and uh, she has really good matches. I think she works best when she's not the ring general. When she's in there with a Charlotte, uh, with a Becky, and I don't want to say follows along, but when she has to fight up, I think that just works so much better for Bianca uh, instead of being the more powerhouse of the two women in the match. But Bianca Belair is a fantastic uh, honorable mention for female wrestler of the year. And now your winner. Uh, should be no shock. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD from AEW. Yeah. Uh, she hasn't had a, uh, a ton of matches this year. A, a lot of it has been tag team matches with uh, Jamie Hayter, building that storyline up. The tease of Jamie Hayter turning on Britt or Britt turning on Jamie Hayter has been fun for me. The reason I'm giving Britt Baker my female wrestler of the year is 99% of the time when she's in a match, I'm hooked. I'm in. She sold me on the promos. She sold me on the buildup. And I want to watch that match. I think she's a fantastic wrestler. Uh, I still think she can be even better. I think she can still improve and be greater. Um, she's light years ahead of 99% of that locker room in AEW. Uh, but she brings it every time. I think every time she's in the ring, there's a little bit of like, fuck you. I'm going to lay it into you a bit. If you don't give it back to me, that's on you. And it makes Brit more badass. She cuts great promos. And there's pretty much nothing she's done wrong this past year that I could take away from her to not make her my female wrestler of the year. Agreed. Ahead of the table for that, the AEW women's division, hands down. But, um, I mean, great. If it was last year, I would have said that's a a good pick. Ooh, shots fired. Because now it's time for my winner. My winner is Rhea Ripley. Wow. That's right. Well I think done. she is. The, I think she is the Judgment Day. Like I think she's getting that over. She's getting Dominic Mysterio over. Yep. Mm-hmm. She body slammed Luke Gallows on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> she really did easily too. Um, it's. I think this is the start to something really big for Rhea Ripley. It, and she will be a champion at Mania. Yeah, I think we're getting built up to a Bianca versus Rhea match at Mania. I, I'm going to call it right now. Rhea Ripley wins the Women's Royal Rumble this year. I, if you, you'd be crazy not to. Yeah. Uh, a big reason why she didn't make it in my honorable mention or my female wrestler of the year, she didn't wrestle enough. She was a lot of the buildup to, you know, Edge versus AJ, uh, turning on Edge in the, in the Judgment Day. Uh, Yes, the Dominic stuff is great. Uh, it's, it, I'm, no, it, it's very good. I should. It could be great, but it's very good. I just I wanted to see her involved in taking over the women's division more. And maybe that's the plan coming up. But me, you and I had this talk with these factions that say I run this show, I run this brand, but you haven't. You don't have a single championship. You haven't beaten anybody, and you're mostly doing jobs. So I think for me, that's what kept her out of my top two. Rhea Ripley body slammed Luke Gallows on Monday Night Raw. Yep. She did. That's it. That's it. (laughs) And also the best performer in um, War Games. 
hands down in a match that we thought was bad. Mm -hmm. I think there's one shining star in that whole thing. And it was Rhea Ripley. Yeah. I think she's the one that used, um, the match psychology the most caused the most devastation with, if there's weapons in there, I'm going to hit you with them. If I'm going to throw you in the cage, you're going to feel it. Uh, so that, that makes sense to me. That's a great call, a great call, but the lack of her being like a dominant force in the women's division, because she was a dominant force within the storylines that she was in. But yeah. a lot of those storylines were when they turned on Edge and with, with the Mysterios. They didn't necessarily, for me... See, this is this is so exciting because I, I think it's... Uh, I'm going to call you on your shit when we do, do Male it. Wrestler of the Year. All right. All right, go ahead. Which, which, by, <laughs> which now it's time for Male Wrestler of the Year. Yes, it is. You want me to go first? Yes, please. All right. Now this is this has been a battle. I'm looking at my list here. I got seven guys uh, that I you, I, I marked no, Scott, off. You, as, you've got you got two guys. Well, I have two guys, but I had seven guys that was that was like any of these two guys could be my top two guys, and it was very very tough. Okay. Um, All right. Oh man. So wait, so so, so, so what did you, you give Cody Rhodes? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> Who's your runner? Oh up? man. So my my runner up this year for male rest of the year, my honorable mention is MJF. Oh, you uh, fucker. We, oh, <laughs> you're a, you're a bad person. You're just a bad person, but you know what? It kind of it kind of hurts now I can't give you shit. But yeah, it's cuz he doesn't wrestle a whole lot. It, it is. I think I heard uh, the other day that he had like nine television matches this year. Yeah. And that's less than one a month. And I mean, f- let's be honest. Roman Reigns is probably the same way. They're both special attractions in my eyes. They're maybe not on the exact same level. I, of special I think it's, like built, it's built in MJF's character to not be wrestling all the time. Yes. And so, yes, that may take it away from him being official rest of the year. Um, the dog collar match was fucking unreal. Loved it. it. It was so much fun. Both of his matches, other matches with punk again, great. I think one of them was even on done. I, mean, I might be wrong there. Um, w- was fantastic, but I feel like when he takes that much time off, the matches aren't as good as they could be. I definitely see a few stumbles here and there. Um, there's definitely, there's weeks where he's just not there, not even doing a promo or anything like that. And rightfully so. Absolutely. Rightfully so. But when it comes to this category, I think it's uh, a demerit point. We're looking at this as wrestler at when it comes to the wrestling, the promos, everything to do with their storylines. That's how I judge this um, and how much I was invested in each time that match happened or the storyline was a payoff. Everything involved. MJF delivered on every account. It just was that hint of he just wasn't on TV Enough. Even though I saw him ten feet above my head at AEW Toronto, and he cut a yeah, great that's... promo, and it it, it just was just not quite enough to be my wrestler of the year. Mike, who do you got for honorable mention for male wrestler of the year? Well, I'm thinking at this point my runner up is going to be your winner. So interesting. You may want to say your winner right now, so I can. Mike, I don't I don't know if you're going to if I'm going to go the right way with this with you. I I think you might. Actually, you know what? If <laughs> just go ahead. Let's get yours. Let's get yours out of the way. 
Scotty V is male wrestler of the year <laughs> on the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Oh, my God. You're talking about not being on fucking TV? Oh. So, it's wrestler of the year. Let's talk about January. His last match with AEW on Dynamite, that amazing TNT Championship ladder match with Sammy Guevara. Oh, my God. Great match. Fantastic match. The guy sold his ass off, even though he was leaving. Cuts great promos in his last couple weeks there. Fantastic. (sighs) Great stuff. Oh, Scotty. Great gotta, matches with we Seth. Gotta stop this, this boyish crush on Cody Rhodes. You have there's there's no such thing as a boyish crush here. This is a legitimate professional wrestler that busts his ass every time in the ring, busts his ass oh. every promo. Mike, do you remember that promo on Raw? I can't remember if it was the night after Mania or the couple weeks after Mania, where he talks about he's here to finish off his family's dream, his father's dream and legacy of capturing the WWE World Championship. Something that his dad never really got a true opportunity to do. That oh, promo sticks with me. goosebumps. Scott, and you're we're, you're talking goosebumps from promos, and you put MJF as the fucking runner-up for yeah. Bale mm-hmm. Wrestler of the Year. Oh, and then boy. we get the rematch with Seth at WrestleMania Backlash, which some even say was better than the Mania match. I'm not going to say that. I'm, I'm also not going to say that because it wasn't. It was still a fantastic match. He had TV matches with The Miz, some tag team matches. I watched them all. If Cody Rhodes is on Monday Night Raw, I locked in for all three oh, hours. This just is so upsetting. All three <laughs> hours I locked in. And then Mike. Hell in a Cell, Seth Rollins it's versus Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes comes out fantastic second. Match. Seth Rollins comes out wearing the polka dots on his tights, mocking the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Cody Rhodes comes out, fired up for the crowd. There's still, you know, a little bit of hesitation there. What's going on, Cody? He takes that ring jacket off. It's whole pectoral. His whole shoulders are oh, black and red. Torn pec. Dude can't lift his arm, can barely get his jacket off. It puts on the performance of a lifetime. Cody Just, Rhodes, the American Nightmare, is my wrestler. Uh, fuck you, fucking no. fanboy. <laughs> I, well, I at, it, well, it turns out I was I was way off. I didn't think you were going to go that route. I know you I, love the guy. Can I, I I I think I already know who it is because I was torn about these two for my number one. And the fact that this guy didn't even make my number two is kind of odd, but I couldn't deny MJF for being a tremendous wrestler. Okay. So now that you say that, who's my runner up, Scotty? Who would you guess? Roman Reigns. That's correct. <laughs> this is the conversation we should be having of the two best wrestlers of the fucking year, not Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Mike, I, I went back and forth so much about Cody and Roman. Because, in in my opinion, Roman is the most recognizable active pro wrestler on the planet. The reactions that guy gets is is still fantastic. His storyline that's been going on for over a year has been phenomenal. Think about this. WrestleMania 32. We were there. We were there. Think about that main event. Uh, Yeah, Roman versus Triple H main event for the world title. And think about how no one cared about that main event. No one was ready. Yeah. For Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Put True. this guy in the cooker. 
make him a legitimate killer with a real title reign, beating real fucking wrestlers. Beats Brock Lesnar. Yeah. No one, no one should beat Brock Lesnar. Think he beat him twice this year, if not That's more. Right. That's right. Yeah. And incredible matches. And the guy works with a Logan Paul, gets that kid over. To the moon. In a great match. Fan, fantastic pro wrestling match. It, it's a tribal chief. Like, it, it was tough even for me. Obviously, everyone's going to know my winner. But, yeah, but your runner-up definitely need, means, like, it needs to be talked about quite a bit. We haven't mentioned Roman very much on this potty yet. Uh, for That's a, a hell of a runner-up. Easily my number three, if not 2B and 2A. Um, and uh, for a while, no. there, Mike, Mike, when we first said, okay, here's our categories. We need to start planning who we're, we're picking. It's when I put, put, wrote down wrestler of the year category, I just put Roman in there right off the bat. He's the first name written down on my list. I thought he was going to be your winner for a while. He was, then I started watching some stuff. Yeah. Then you started thinking with your heart. That's Maybe right. Cock. <laughs> God. <laughs> It, uh, I just went back to how I didn't believe the rumors that Cody was leaving AEW. I just refused to believe it. I couldn't grasp the fact that a guy who helped create the company was a big force in it was leaving. So I didn't believe it. All the, the, all the smoke was there that was attached to the fire. I just chose not to look at it. And then it happened. It really, really happened. And that moment watching him come out at mania was so rad for me. And then to put on great matches and cut great promos, promos that in AEW would have got booed because it's too much of a baby face. And in WWE, it works. It works so damn well. They're very baby face, but they're also with a little bit of edge and not corny John Cena edge. Like, I'm here to do this. I'm here to fulfill this dream. That's my family's lifelong legacy. And I'm going to do it by kicking these guys' ass. Seth Rollins, I'm not going to allow you to do what you do. I'm taking you out. For me, it just worked. For me, it, it's... I, the, I, listen, it's your pick. Could have been moment be of the year. Of, I, I could be upset about it. I could be upset about it. But Roman Reigns, I think, is everything um, a wrestling champion should be. I will say that I believe in this year, in this little post-pandemic generation of pro wrestling, Roman Reigns is the best seller in pro wrestling right now. That guy sells his ass off. And I think, yeah, he, learned, I think he learned so much from Brock about the art of selling on how to be a bad guy and sell and then still be a badass, win or lose, and not lose any credibility. Roman Reigns yeah. is, is the man. And stay tuned for next hey. year's year-end awards. But for me, I'm going with the American Nightmare Cody. I just, I just, yeah. Again, I'm not going with Roman Reigns. It's not my winner. My winner is clearly MJF. Clearly MJF. <laughs> Without a doubt. Every program that guy touches, anytime he's on the mic, it's must-watch TV. If he's, if he's being billed like he's going to be on Dynamite, you're watching Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. You'll never miss it. Mm-hmm. And guess what? A hell of a professional wrestler in the ring. So good. So solid. A, a, a true underrated, like, probably the most underrated talent in the ring. 
even if you uh, define it even more, a true heel, uh, outside of the promos, in the ring, a pure bona fide heel, which is sorely missed all over pro wrestling. He is everything you should have had as your number one. All you talk about is your like, old school mentality. He's got all of that. Yeah. Uh, again, like I said, though, I think it hurts that he was off for a good chunk of the year. He was off, what, two months? He, I think he kind of burned Wardlow a little bit by leaving that meet and greet, and then Wardlow finally takes him out, but didn't help Wardlow. I don't think that match worked very well. Um, yeah, that's just reasons, like little things that I nitpicked as to why MJF didn't crack my uh, my talk. <sighs> I just in the feud of the year, like one of the best wrestling programs in a long time. Him and oh, CM yeah. Punk. Oh yeah. <sighs> I mean, all right. I, I got to get over the Cody thing. We're get we're let's get into the match of the year before I lose my mind. I'm, I'm guess excited. what? Guess what, y'all? Cody Rhodes is coming up again. <laughs> you know what? Runner up and winner. <laughs> Runner up, WrestleMania 38. Winner, Hell in a Cell. <laughs> let's get into it. Why don't you just tell them already? <laughs> uh, my runner up is not from the World Wrestling Entertainment Company. Okay. Surprisingly. I went with a match that I just loved so damn much. Uh, I've watched a couple times. I, I, as soon as I saw this on uh, online when I was doing my research, I'm like, well, I'm watching this again over the Christmas break. I'm going to AEW or nothing, Anarchy in the Arena. Holy shit, we're on the same page. That is exactly my runner-up. Really? <laughs> really? Fuck, I yeah. thought I was like snaking you a little bit. I'm like, oh, I'm taking the heat on this one. I'm taking all of Mike's heat on this one. Cause all right. You I, know I'm what? We're nowhere. We're back. There may not be mentioned to Cody Rhodes. I'm happy. Again. <laughs> Dude. Um, uh, the, yeah. How fun is, is anarchy in the arena? The first 10 minutes when the song just doesn't end and it just keeps playing over and over again until it finally ends. Well, well, Jericho smashes the soundboard. <laughs> but that's, but that's what I love is cause like they work that into the match. Jericho has to destroy the music. Yeah. It, it's so goddamn good, so fun. It sucks that a couple guys got pretty banged up in it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bloodbath. But and and uh, the most iconic image ever. Of, yes, of Eddie Kingston walking down the road <laughs> the gas can. Because <laughs> that's wrestling. You're gonna go and light someone on fire. You're gonna yeah. dump gasoline on someone. Mike, if anyone else did it in that match, they'd be like, "Well, that's kind of wonky and goofy." But with Eddie, you're like fuck yeah, dude, do it. You know, like it just, it fits him so well. Um, <laughs> That's that picture. Please. please. <laughs> I gotta be looking at that more. I'm looking at it right now. It's so funny. Oh, dude, His it's, face it's just so looks <laughs> just beat up. And guys, oh, the, guys laid their pick. shit in that match. That match was so much fun. Guys laid it in pure chaos. And, the perfect way to book that match that for the previous years was anarchy in the stadium, right? Stadium stampedes. Yeah. But to bring that back into the arena with the fans and pull it off as well as they did and as hectic and crazy, but so much fun to watch to me, I've got a solid list of potential match of the year, uh, probably a good 10. But for me, this one was just like, this was the most fun out of all of them. I have so much fun with it. Uh, yeah. Runner up for match of the year. Uh, I'm looking at the picture still. Like this, <laughs> this picture just literally explains the whole match. People yeah. listening, just look up Eddie Kingston 
um, anarchy in the arena, you'll see him <laughs> with the cherry can uh, going to light someone on fire. Wrestling's never been better. Yeah, uh, I, I completely agree. What a blast that is. So much fun. Um, right, as we said off the top there, the music, like John Moxley's Wild Thing, just playing over and over to the point where I think it was my wife that had said, are they still playing the music? I'm like, it's chaos. Why would they shut the music off? They've lost control of everything, including how to shut the music off. This is so fucking awesome. Yep. Very awesome. Love it. Um, God, just so good. It, it, was, it was. I'm so happy. I'm so happy we're at least aligned on the runner up because I know where our winners are different. Dude, my my other one right there real quick, like real close was, was Sammy versus Knoxville. Just as fun. So much fun. But Anakin in the arena was on another level. Yeah. Um, Match of the year for Scotty Villa on the Miles Pro Wrestling Podcast. Cody uh, Rhodes, WrestleMania 38. Well, I'm not allowed to steal my spot, bro. It, it is, isn't it? It's Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, oh. WrestleMania 28 or 38. Oh WrestleMania 38. It, it was what I wanted. It was fucking glorious. <laughs> uh, th- the match alone was fantastic. Cody's even said there's a couple spots he gets super mad because he couldn't pull off whatever. For me, I I just don't care. I thought the match was so good. Yes, it's probably because of the hype of like, what in the world am I watching? AEW's Cody Rhodes, executive vice president at one point, is wrestling at WrestleMania and is under contract with WWE now and is a full-time WWE wrestler. I'll be I never thought I'd see it happen. I thought Cody was AEW for life. So that aspect brought into that match the fact that he took the moments to like just take in the holy shit chance and everything. Seth wrote, dude, watch when Seth is watching Cody's entrance. <laughs> Seth goes from laughing to be like, oh yeah, this is great to like an evil sneer. And it gets, then it cuts away. It was perfect. S- Seth Rollins played the role so goddamn well, played a perfect evil villain against a pure baby face in Cody Rhodes. And we got a great finish. I thought the gr- match ended well couple of crossroads. I thought we saw some great false finishes either way. And you get your winner, Cody Rhodes, and the crowd still goes nuts. I think a lot of them were feeling the same way I was. Holy shit, I can't believe he's actually here. He's at WrestleMania, and he's part of WWE now. That's my match of the year. I can never stop watching that match. God, Scott, like, <laughs> you do this to me. I was thinking for a second too. I'm like, oh, he'll just dupe me, and that won't be his favorite match. But clearly, I've heard you really talk about this one in particular for a very long time. Man, you you've seen it. Like I've sent you pictures, and I if there's days where I'm working from home and I need to put something on the TV to just have something on, it's the Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins match from WrestleMania this year. It's it's fantastic. Um. I think I know your winner, but I okay. can see it going a different way. If you really wanted, if you really were like, I'm going to shake it up a little bit, switch it up. But I think I know your winner. You you think, do you want to steal my spot? I stole yours, but I actually was right. I, I think you're going punk versus MJF dog collar match. <sighs> Guess what? You didn't steal my spot. Really? You didn't steal my spot. What the fuck? What, what's your, what's your match of the year? Much like you had to go dig it through the tape. Wow. Logging the hours. <laughs> My match of the year is Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy at God AEW damn. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Forbidden. Well done. Well done. It's 
if you go back and watch that now, your first thought is, who wanted this? We both said it. Yeah. Who wants this? Um, turns out the whole world did. Because Orange Cassidy can fucking go. And against one of the world's best. Like, even mm. when it came to, like, wrestler of the year, like, Will Ospreay's, he's easy in those 10 guys. He was on my list. Like you said, he's, he's especially with the stuff that's happening now. But that, it's flawless. They don't miss. Not a single spot. Everything is awesome about that. Mm-hmm. And it stole the show. The match that no one was going in thinking like that. You're like, you're, if anything, we were thinking that should be Kenny's spot. Well, that was a I, that, that, should, that, that should be that should be Kenny doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I'm kind of glad it wasn't at that moment. I'm glad it was Orange Cassidy because I think that helped get a little bit of credibility back to Orange instead of just being this gimmick. I think that was the changing of like he should have a title on him. I think you should go back and watch it. It, it, because when uh, I did, I literally said, I'm like, this is <laughs> this is the best wrestling match of the year. <laughs> uh, so when I was doing my research going through and I saw that match pop up on, uh, I was just going through the Forbidden Door card. I was like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah. That's right. I remember being blown away. I remember both of us saying, this is a weird matchup. And we all kind of thought and hoped it would be Kenny, but Orange Cassidy? Why is Orange Cassidy fighting, fighting against Will Ospreay? And boy, did we ever get that shoved right down our throats? Because holy Oof. fuck, those guys! I can't wait. I, you know what? I'm gonna have to go ahead and be like, "Hey, I gotta watch this stupid fucking Cody Cody Rhodes match again," which is fine because I really like WrestleMania 38. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not it's not pay-per-view a loss for year? me to go back and watch that pay per view of the year. <laughs> In my Hot Wrestling Podcast says so. <laughs> I'm going back to watch Will Ospreay and and Orange Cassidy again too, just because it it's on the list for a reason. Well, about a week after we launch this potty, I'm going to post on my Instagram and Twitter my notes and to show that I had that on my list and I had other things on my list and why it's so hard to just pick one match and one runner-up for a lot of these categories. Um, and that was on my list. Uh, fantastic match. Blew us out of the water. Easily match of the night for a forbidden door. Oh, I, I think so, too. If it wasn't for a wonky finish in the Fatal 4-Way, the Fatal 4-Way yeah. could edge it out, but things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dude, that's a hell of a pick. That's such a good call. I thought for sure you're going MJFC and Punk dog collar match. A part of me is like, well, he might go Briscoes versus FTR and any other matches. Yeah. Um, didn't see this one coming. Really didn't. I almost picked it as my runner up just to like blow your balls off. And be like, oh, no, I, 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 no, your your runner up nailed it because we were on the same exact page. When I was looking <laughs> through, like you said, you're looking through pay per views and you're remembering all the matches and you're just like. That fucking song played for 10 minutes until Jericho <laughs> ruins the fun. And they even get such a good shot of him doing it. Like, it, it's, <laughs> again, everybody, wrestling fan or not, just Google Eddie Kingston, <laughs> Anarchy <laughs> of the Arena. You're welcome. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Scotty Via, the awards are done. Cody awards. Rhodes fans everywhere are happy. <laughs> Don't we're forget all, about Cody. We're all a little American nightmares tonight, folks. That was fun. That's the, easily the most fun show of the year. Uh, yep. Is reminiscing, going back, doing all the research, and then not talking about it until we're on the podcast. I was so happy we were on the same page with some stuff and blown away by other stuff. And that's the way I liked it. Oh, man. Brother, it's been a fun year, uh, as we've stated before. And this isn't, you know, just blowing smoke or teasing. We got a big year coming. We're going to be putting this yes. podcast uh, on many more platforms that you're much more familiar with. So more people can listen. So you can share it a lot easily with uh, a lot more easily with uh, your wrestling friends and family 
so stay tuned, stick with us. This will be up on SoundCloud. Share this episode with everybody throughout the holiday season because it's the end of the year show. It's a lot of fun. Thanks for everybody to check out the show uh, throughout the year uh, and and sticking with us. Mike, It's it's been so much fun doing this show. Uh, we might even have to do like mid-year awards or state of wrestling where we kind of, you know, every three or four I, months. I, th- I, th- I think the, mid, the mid-year the mid one's good. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Come the end of uh, June 2023, mid-year mm-hmm. awards. Stay tuned, folks. But uh, any final words for the end of 2022, brother? Wrestling is fun, and so are you. But also, <laughs> happy holidays and happy new year to all of our pro wrestling fans here at In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. I can't say it any better than that. We'll be uh, at some local pro wrestling shows in early January, myself and Mike. So if you listen to the show, we're the loud ones. And by we, I mean Mike. Hard, hard to miss paralegal Mike at those events. Absolutely. Come up and say hi. Let us know you listen to the show. Don't forget to check out uh, Caravan Curio and Collectibles in downtown Regina. Big supporter of ours and a big pro wrestling fan as well. It's been a, a fantastic show. The year-end awards are over and done for 2022. For paralegal Mike, I'm Scotty Via. This has been the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Wowie!